0: This time of year is worth reflecting on all that's happened in your life and the world around you. But, how would you sum it up? To help make sense of it, Boston.com asked their readers to sum up 2021 in one word, and more than 400 responded across their survey and social media. Exhausting was by far the most popular word, which followed words that described a hard year for readers. Roller coaster was another popular submission, along with redundant, restrictive, apocalyptic, disaster. It wasn't all bad. Almost good. Awesome. Better. Blessed. Chill. Joy. Fun. Esperanza. Unbelievably strong. Progress. We encountered challenges. We experienced chaos. We witnessed Changes. What about you? What word would you use to describe your 2021?
1: Yay! Woohoo!
0: Yeah, we are releasing this on the first day of 2022. Today, though, we will be doing a recap of 2021, right? Because obviously, yes. nothing much happened yet. I mean, actually, when we're recording this, it's not even 2022 yet, right? So we are doing a recap, not of the whole 2021, just specifically some of the highlights for us.
1: Yes, <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly. Yep. For us, yes, for <laughs> us. Because obviously we don't know what happened to everyone else. <laughs> yep, yep. So let's do that. But first, let's recap what our listeners predicted what would happen in 2021, and let's see if they have the Madame Auring gene.
0: So first, Yoyoy predicted that this year or last year, LA Lakers will bag another NBA championship. Was he Madame Auring or not?
1: Boo boo. No, he was not Madame (laughs) Auring. It was, in fact, Milwaukee Bucks who got the NBA 2021 championship title. Milwaukee Bucks, they're not the usual team who wins a title, right? So, in fact, it was only their second championship. And their first one was way back in 1971. So, it's their title in a 50-year drought of... Championship. So, yeah, congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks. But sorry to you, yo yo. I hope you did not bet a lot of money on (laughs) LA Lakers.
0: Yeah, I hope not. Right. So, another one of our cuties, Graham, not Graham, right? (laughs) It's Graham. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Predicted that Jeff Bezos and Amazon will be delivering COVID 19 vaccines to people's doorsteps. So, was he Madame Auring?
1: Boo boo, he was not. But, there was a new development in Amazon, right? They now rolled out Amazon Pharmacy. So not necessarily COVID vaccines, but they are now selling medicines to people and you're able to, you know, shop for the best price because everything's online and you can process through your insurance as well and they can have your medicines delivered on the dot, on time. So it's really convenient. Yeah.
0: And of course, a lot of people predicted a boom in travel once the COVID-19 boundaries would be removed. And I even predicted that Ray would visit me in Hong Kong and that he would be able to record our first podcast while sitting side by side. So, did that happen?
1: Nope, (laughs) boo-boo. Obviously, we are not Madame Arring. (laughs) There's still a lot of travel restrictions, right? Uh, Country-to-country travel is still really... I would say not that popular. So imagine spending a lot of time on quarantine in a country that you want to travel with. So you're not actually traveling. You're just stuck in in the hotel. So it wasn't very practical for traveling. So no, that's a wrong prediction as well.
0: Yes, neither one of us traveled outside of our respective countries. And we... Also, did that bit where I tried to read tarot cards to see what would happen in 2021. <laughs> so, here's a clip for my Q3 prediction. Okay, so this is saying that death card symbolizes the end of a major phase or aspect of your life that you realize is no longer serving you, opening up the possibility of something far more valuable and essential. You need to put the past behind you and part ways, ready to embrace new opportunities and possibilities. Ah, I get it. What do you get?
1: It's the death of COVID.
0: That's probably it. You're right. So we need to let go. We have been so used to working from home, not commuting anymore and all that stuff. Mm. But we need to let go of that. It's time for a new opportunity to go back to the office. Start wearing... (laughs) workloads again and and
1: we will be checking this right Mm -hmm. of the accuracy of the prediction and maybe how we can measure this is if by q3 of 2021 Mm -hmm. there won't be any more active new cases of covid19 oh yeah
0: right you're right we should definitely check it yeah that sounds good so q3
1: 2021 the death of covid19 We could not be more (laughs) wrong. We're so wrong. (laughs)
0: Yeah, super wrong.
1: (laughs) But it did die, right? The old COVID strain somehow is no longer popular, but there are new variants that came along. So Delta... Was it Q3? So maybe it was right. Q3 was Delta. But I don't right think the old variant the died, right?
0: I mean, I think it's still around. Yeah, it just it mutated did, so. into something worse. Delta, you right. And right now, it's Omicron. Mm-hmm. So, nope. I, I do not have the, the mauring gene. And that means I should not quit my day job to become a manghuhula. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let's move on to the most memorable moments that happened to us personally in 2021. Ray, why don't you start?
1: Mm. So for myself, what kept me busy during the 2021, since we are still on lockdown, essentially in Japan, we can't travel outside. I got myself a raspberry pie.
0: Gemma said strawberry pie. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so what is that? Can you explain to It sounds delicious. People? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not food. It's actually a low cost, size of a credit card computer. So it's a full-on computer. You can connect your monitor, and you can do normal operations. The good thing about this Raspberry Pi is you are not afraid to make mistakes because it only costs $35. So you can do a lot of projects with it. You can learn programming. You can learn coding. And for myself, I taught myself how to create a website from scratch through Apache and html coding so the last coding language i learned was in high school it was c and it was a long time ago so it was a good kind of nostalgic moment that i'm learning coding again and set up my own website and i've finished the basics and so i was able to publish my own website so if you go to abad that's my website that's run through my raspberry pi so i'm not paying any external server to host my website my server is, in fact, my Raspberry Pi sitting in my closet running 24-7. So, yeah, it's really cool. And it's not that expensive. So $35 and then for electricity every month. I didn't really notice a change in electricity bills. So even though it's running 24-7, because it's so small, it actually consumes very little energy. And building a website is just one of the basics. You can also run home automation projects. So at home, I have alexa so you can set up alexa to turn on your lights you can schedule things you can talk to alexa if you're bored you can do all the things (laughs) you know your imagination is the limit literally
0: i guess that would be like a kind of uh something new for you right
1: yeah it was it was definitely new for me and it's something that excites me right because if you're stuck at home you run out of things to do you run out of shows to watch life becomes static and i needed something that would you know stimulate my mind i need to do something new and here comes raspberry pi
0: the something new for me this year was i got a cat
1: mmm froyo
0: yeah froyo dicatrio (laughs) which is a play on leo dicaprio by the way in case you didn't realize it Mm. audience so i wanted a cat for so long actually and the thing is, I told myself that I would only get one once I was at my forever place, wherever that was. But, you know, I thought this year, you know what? When am I ever going to get there? Like, if this <laughs> pandemic has taught me anything, it's that life is too short to be constantly waiting before, you know, achieving something to be happy, right? So that's why late August, I decided to get a cat. And that's Froyo. So he's actually a ragdoll cat. A ragdoll cat is a cat that is called a Puppy cat?
1: Puppy cat.
0: Yeah, because they're more affectionate than the standard cat. He's like a cross between a cat and a dog in terms of personality, not the way he looks, okay? (laughs) Personalities, Mm. he's affectionate. Obviously, it wasn't like that in the beginning. When I first brought him home, even though I opened the carrier, he didn't leave the entire night while I was there. And then when I went to sleep, when I woke up. I couldn't find him. Like, oh my God, did I lose my cat? Where the heck is my cat?
1: <laughs> On your first day?
0: <laughs> It turns out he was hiding under the couch, like at the very corner. So, mm. so apparently, the term scaredy cat exists for a reason. And that's because they are very easily frightened. But that's mm. normal. Apparently, a lot of new cat owners... That's usually how cats are for the first month or so. They just hide under the couch. They go out tentatively to eat and all that. But even if you just look at him too long, he will run again under the couch. Mm. (laughs) sort (laughs) of
1: (laughs) don't stare at Froyo.
0: When he got used to me and realized that I'm not there to hurt him. So now he's very affectionate. A perfect cross between a cat and a dog. That means he follows Mm. me around. And When I come home, he's meowing and demanding attention. What
1: habits have you created or what routines have you had with Froyo? Are you training him for something? like (laughs) Roll or sit? No,
0: no, I don't. I, I think you can train some cats. He seems like He's smart, but I don't think I'm smart enough to train a cat. But the thing is, surprisingly, he does know his name. Like most cats don't. Ooh. I noticed, for example, um, when I'm in the bedroom and then he's in the living room, then I will call his name. He mm. will come and jump up on the bed. Wow. He's really cute, right? Like no. you don't expect a cat to do that.
1: Yeah, maybe you can test the extent of the dog gene that Froyo has. Maybe you can play... Catch with him. Because you know, <laughs> oh catch is a dog's game. Mm, try <laughs> oh maybe catching him a uh, fishbone or something.
0: <laughs> okay, let me try. I don't think he's gonna do it. He's gonna run after the thing, but he will not bring it back to me, though. Yeah, he likes going after stuff. Mm. The annoying thing about a cat is that, you know, you can buy all these toys for them. Mm-hmm. And then he will ignore it. Like, I bought this thing from Amazon mm-hmm. and then. And he's there, he plays with it for like maybe one minute and then he's done. But then there's some random receipt mm-hmm. or whatever that happens to on the ground. <laughs> and he will play with that instead. Like, what the? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Another thing that we want to highlight this year is, even though we were not able to travel internationally, we did some travels within our country domestically. And one of the travels that we did this year was a place called Totori in Japan. There's no Shinkansen. Shinkansen is the bullet train, but there's no bullet train access to oh. that place. What we did is we took on a, one of the last remaining sleeper trains oh, in Japan. Oh, okay. So we got on in Tokyo Station 10 p.m. We arrived around 8, 9 a.m. the following morning.
0: Which is not too bad.
1: But it takes getting used to, you know, sleeping on a train.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But is it a bed or what?
1: Going there, all the beds are already sold out. So what they have, it's like sleeping on a tatami mat.
0: Oh, on the floor.
1: Yeah. You you get to kind of sleep with strangers beside you. But there are kind of compartments, not really full-blown walls, like cubicle style, but for beds. And... Yeah, you know, the movement of the train is soothing, like jig 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 jig. But sometimes, it probably passes a curve or something, then you will see a sudden <laughs> oh movement, God. and that would wake you up, right? Like in Inception, when you feel sudden movement, you would wake up from the dream. So similar case happened to me. So I kept waking up odd hours during the trip. Probably I'm not used to it. That's why. But I can see a lot of people were really comfortable like snoring level
0: (laughs) okay got it yeah (laughs) but then yeah i mean Mm. well japan is safe so i guess there was no concern about your stuff or is was there a locker or something that you could stash your things
1: no 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 it's it's generally safe in japan nobody would really get anything so we went to that place and totori is kind of special because it's facing the sea of japan sea of japan is the ocean towards south korea so the west side of Japan, and it's mountainous. And we went to this place called Totori Sand Dune. So it's an actual sand dune, a very massive 16-kilometer sand dune. So it looks like the desert. It feels like we went to the Middle East, but not really because <laughs> there's an ocean right across. They have camels as well. Oh,
0: wow. So it really is like the <laughs> yeah. Middle East. Okay. Yeah,
1: it, it really feels like the Middle East. And they have a sand museum, which was spectacular, by the way.
0: What's in the sand museum? scan sculptures or something? A
1: very m- big monument size figures. Wow, made of sand. Can you imagine that? Like sculpting sand?
0: How did they preserve those? Are those has been there for a long time?
1: It's an indoor kind of museum. and they change, I don't know how frequently, but they keep on changing the style or the motif. Ah. Of so the, the, the museum.
0: sand sculptures in there are not very old, like they change it up once in a while.
1: Yeah, once in a while, maybe once every year or once every two years. I'm not particularly sure, but yeah, they do change there because they posted their historical exhibits um, and they were different from the ones we saw. But It was interesting. I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, we're planning of going back there once the exhibit changes because it's quite lovely. And we haven't really, we just scratched the surface of what can be done in Totori because there's just a lot of things uh, to do. Sand, ocean, mountains to climb. Yeah, several things to do. How about you? Where did you go?
0: Yeah, so Hong Kong is a lot smaller than Japan, but it's bigger than Mm. Singapore. So there's still lots more to do here. And Mm. since I just moved here, right, I had to explore. For me, it was really like traveling in a different country, right? Because (laughs) I hadn't been Mm. to a lot of places here. But I think the most memorable kind of travel-ish thing that I did was I went to a junk party. (laughs)
1: <laughs> junk party
0: <laughs>
1: that doesn't sound inviting exactly at all. right. That, that was my Eat reaction as well. Party. The first time
0: someone invited me, hey, do you want to come to a junk party? I'm like, why would I want to go to a junk party? What's I'm mean, going, you it like a trash? I'm imagining, you is know, junk piles food? of trash in <laughs>
1: a pile <laughs> of, in of trash
0: place, um, you know, in the Philippines or Mok or something. I can't remember. Mm. Um, it's not junk food either, it's actually a junk boat. And first of all, you're know what the heck is a junk boat anyway, right? So according to CNN, though the word junk traditionally refers to Chinese wooden sailboats dating back to the Han Dynasty, still used in Hong Kong's natural harbors and islands, these days, it's a catch-all phrase that refers to any Hong Kong boat charter.
1: Mm-hmm. The original junk boat, I
0: don't know if you've seen those sailboats with the red sails. It's actually, um, you know, mm-hmm. iconic in Hong Kong, right? Because on the harbor, you will see that yeah. that's a junk boat. But um, the one that we went on wasn't mm-hmm. like that. Our boat actually was probably a yacht. Yeah, it was on the mm-hmm. outside, you know, like uh, looks like a standard yacht. And on the inside, it was quite big. And um, there were probably... M- well, less than 30 More than Around uh, 20 to 30 people That fit in there uh, mm. We were all Filipinos That happened in, on Philippine Independence Day Actually <laughs> 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 Yeah, and then um, You know, aside from the air There was also upstairs There's like a Lounge area There's like bean bags And couches Sort of thing So it was really cool But the problem was mm. It was uh, There was actually A typhoon signal Number one on that day But the, the what? <laughs> but the typhoon signal number one is like the lowest. So it's like not mm. but still. <laughs> but it was like uh it was like you've already paid in advance and they're saying it's like you know, unless it's mm. a typhoon signal number eight, then it's it's a it's a go. So actually it was a rainy day. Like most of the day I think it was raining. But it's fine because that means I didn't get sunburned. So what happens in these junk parties, right? Usually you go on the junk boat and drive somewhere near a beach or, or you know, somewhere mm-hmm. there. And then, you know, when you drop anchor, you can all jump and swim in the ocean. And they have this um kind of like mm-hmm. floaters, you know, the pool noodles. Do you know what that is? Yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of things. And there's this yeah. giant... Salva <laughs> Okay, what is... Lifesaver. <laughs> yeah, the giant floater. But then it, it's like round, but then uh, there's like a, a bottom... So, it's kind of like there's a mm-hmm. pool, but it's in in, in the ocean, if, if that makes sense.
1: Ah, I can picture it. So, it's like a lifeboat, but with water. <laughs> a, bi- a bigger or a more, a deeper version.
0: Yeah, a it's pool. like an in, It's like a kiddie in- pool, you know, the ones in the backyard, but mm. you put it into the ocean instead. Mm. Kind of like that. So, what you do is you float around oh, and then why? you go in there, you know, just hang out. And then, mm. you know, you drink um, maybe beer or whatever. So that's what we did So we went we were swimming and then there's also a lot of food because everyone was Filipino. We had Jollibee and sisig and mm. you know stuff that we ordered from Philippine restaurants here. And then we also had like music blasting. So it was really a party in the middle of the ocean. So it was really fun. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that sounds really fun. What kind of music did you listen to? Is it R&B or Filipino <laughs> bagong bayani?
0: No. <laughs> oh my god. Courtney, would it have been if that was the music?
1: (laughs) Because all of you are Filipino. It happens to be on Filipino Independence Day. So, you know, put those two together.
0: No. I don't remember hearing (laughs) the song on that day.
1: How about highlights? Why don't we talk about our highlights for this year? Um, I think for us, the, the biggest event that happened to us in Japan this year is that we got our permanent residence status. Finally. So, it was one of our pet peeves while we were in uh-huh. Singapore, right? Like, why can't they just tell us what we need to do, what we need to present so that we get the PR status? And in Japan, it's quite straightforward. It's a point-based system. For as long as you have the minimum points, there's a high chance of you getting approved because it's very objective. There really is a set clear criteria for you to fulfill. And for us, we were able to get the minimum points. We collected all the documents, presented it to the immigration office, and we got it. So now we can stay indefinitely in Japan. It doesn't expire. We don't need to renew it, unlike Singapore.
0: Congratulations. That's really good, though, because, um, yeah, it's transparent. It's not like you got mm. rejected and you're not even sure. Is it because of the way you look, as you no. always say? <laughs> it's because of your picture? No. I don't think it's that, by the way. But, yeah, it's, it's really good that it's transparent. After how many years? Sorry, I I think you mentioned, but I...
1: We applied earlier this year, so about four years stay in Japan, yeah. So it used to be seven years, but they've changed the immigration policy to be more accommodative of, you know, foreigners as PRs in Japan. So we came at the right time.
0: Yeah, you did. Highlights or milestones are not Always just good things, right? For me, it was a bad thing, which is... I've already mentioned this in previous episode, which is that my friend Ronald died. And the reason why it's a milestone for me is that it's the first time that someone close to me died. Mm. And okay, I'm going to read from my blog about what I did that day. The night before, I had been crying my eyes out from watching the K-drama Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. I thought that my tears were bad then, but it was nothing compared to yesterday. It's my first time to lose someone close to me, so I did not handle it well. I cried on and off almost the entire day and didn't even eat until 4 p.m. when I ordered Jollibee, which was his fave to eat in his memory. Mm. I could not help but think about how even until the very end, Ronald was still very considerate and chose to die on a weekend when he knew that most people did not have to work and would therefore have the day to grieve. So actually he died on your birthday, Ray, so I will always remember that date.
1: <laughs> oh wow, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, he did.
1: That hasn't happened to me recently. I haven't lost anyone recently, but I can imagine it It must have changed something profoundly in you, right? Like reminded us of mortality, you yeah. know.
0: Midlife crisis got kicked off. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, yeah. I think I probably grieved. I mean, of course I'm still sad, but You know, the pain, the crying randomly that happened for Mm. a few days, maybe even two weeks. And I remember I was on the verge of crying, you know, and I had to go to work and all that, right? So it's very difficult. Mm. One day I was going home and then I decided to stop by this Filipino restaurant called Angels. Mm. So I was buying Filipino food. And it just so happened that the song playing, because they always play Filipino songs there. And the song that was playing Mm. was Gary V's song. So uh, the Mm. song, Teach me to trust in you with all of my heart. Ah, To lean out on my own understanding. I just forget. You won't give me what I can't bear. Take me out of the dark. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the point is the line about, I forget what, that you won't give me what I can't bear like somehow that kind of like you know it was a very specific like it just so happened mm. right that that was the message I needed to hear at the time that you know that he is not going to give you something that you can't bear right that I can bear this like yes. and sure enough eventually the pain does pass right I mean of course I still miss my friend because like, that's not going to go away it's very permanent right mm. but it does pass right so for those if you've Go through something. If you lose someone, just know that it Mm. will eventually pass. I mean, probably it's worse for some people or whatever. It depends on you, right? How you process your grief. But yeah, it will pass.
1: It will pass. It will just take time, but yeah, it will. So similar to last year, let's now talk about our favorite TV shows this year. And I would say there is a little bit of an update. Last year, the only thing that was going on was Netflix, right? They were the biggest and I would say the most dominant streaming platform uh, other than Hulu. But for 2021, there are a lot more competition.
0: Especially uh, in, in Asia, marketplace. right?
1: So it's true. Especially uh, in yeah, Asia. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So in most of the players were in only serving North American countries, unfortunately. But in 2021, they've expanded their scope. And so a lot more products are available to us so we have the usual Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime, but in addition to that we have HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Apple TV, Peacock, and Discovery Plus. There's just oh God, a, lot that's a lot. Yeah. More. Uh,
0: but not all of those yeah. are available in Asia still, right? Like what's available in Japan mm. from those that you mentioned?
1: In Japan, I would say the most prominent is Disney Plus. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
1: Yeah, Disney Plus and then what's the other Netflix, one? Netflix obviously.
0: Uh, <laughs> what else? <laughs> prime i think
1: there's another prime? one prime oh ah, yeah prime amazon prime video yeah and apple tv oh as right well.
0: right yeah so those four you mentioned i think those are the same ones that are available in hong kong as well mm.
1: the good thing about these platforms is they give you different flavors right because they have their own original content Mm-mm-mm. like for netflix they have a lot yes <laughs> of database <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, But if you look at Apple TV, they're actually catering to a different segment Mm, of the market, right? Because they are not trying to win the streaming wars by volume. They're trying to look for specifically curated shows that they think people will like. So it's like HBO before in, in cable TV. So it's like if you have HBO channel, you don't really care what they have on. You just trust that they would choose a good
0: So it's like their quality over quantity, right? That's Apple. Whereas Netflix is the opposite. They like do everything and then whatever sticks to the wall, that's what they're going to do. That's why they finance Mm. or they start off a lot of TV shows. And then if it doesn't work, Mm. then they will cut it abruptly just after season one. I think this (laughs) (laughs) year there was one popular one. Is it Cowboy Bebop or something? I didn't watch it. I just saw the news bit about it that, you know, it was canceled after one season. It's like crazy that they just do these things, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then the funny thing is Netflix is probably the biggest library, but then you cannot find anything to watch, right? None of them are that good. Like, they're mediocre.
1: Yeah, that's the problem.
0: Ray and I will discuss, like, three of the TV shows that we discovered this year that we loved the most. So the first one that I have is from Apple TV, and it's called Ted Lasso. So the premise for that is Ted Lasso is an American college football coach who is unexpectedly recruited to coach an English Premier League team, AFC Richmond, despite having no experience coaching soccer. But it turns out that the team's owner, Rebecca Welton, hired Lasso hoping that he would fail because it was her means of exacting revenge on the previous owner who was her unfaithful ex-husband. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> However, Ted's charm, personality and humor begin to win over Rebecca, the team and those who had been skeptical about his appointment So the reason why I love this show, even though I don't even like sports actually Is because it is very uplifting mm. and heartwarming and mm. also funny, it's a comedy So it's a kind of show that you would want to watch if, you know, you want to restore your faith in humanity. (laughs) Something like that. Which is uh, an apt show to watch during the pandemic, right? Because this show, actually, it's season one, came out in 2020. And then season two, 2021. Mm. So that was the perfect show for this point in time. And I would say that in terms of feeling of the show, I guess it would be similar to movies with an inspiring, optimistic, teacher figure kind of like Dead poet Society Mm. where you know you had the late Robin Williams as the teacher so something like that so the show won a lot of Emmy Awards including the one for Outstanding Comedy Series in 2021 so it is really critically acclaimed so it is rated 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.8 out of 10 on IMDb Mm.
1: One of my favorites this year is from Netflix. It's called Lupin. So it's spelled Lupin, but it's pronounced as Lupin. <laughs> Lupin. So it's a retelling of a classic French story about Arsene Lupin. Apparently the world's most famous gentleman thief yeah. <laughs> and a master of these guys. We Filipinos, we are familiar with the story because there's an animation from Japan called Lupin the <laughs> yes. Third. Right. So He was the grandson of Lupin.
0: ah okay i see okay mm.
1: but the the creator of lupin the third did not actually pay for the license or did oh not ask gosh. permission for the use of lupin <laughs> <laughs> so they got sued in oh my god that's so funny okay yeah. okay got it
0: all right so why did you like lupin
1: I, I really like these types of shows wherein it's a chase or it's a constant battle between the criminal and police it's like outwitting your opponent, right? Trying to figure out how to steal something. But the, the original Lupin is the gentleman thief. I was like, why is, how can a thief be a gentleman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? But apparently, because he was so confident with his skills, he can actually announce ahead that, hey, tonight, 6 p.m., I will steal this masterpiece. So the head of security for that museum would actually strengthen the protocols but even with that heightened security alert he still manages to steal the item through deception through a lot of interesting things so that's what interests me the techniques that they use
0: i do love heist tv shows and movies as well and yeah i actually watched Lupin because it was highly recommended by you and monica so i I did Mm. enjoy it as well yes and then mm. it's weird because they had a break in the middle but it's still just the same season, right? So maybe they that's their strategy yes. to, you know, get people to come back like not quit Netflix because they have something to come back for. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I would think.
1: Are you still watching? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes.
0: All right. So um, my next one is from Disney Plus. So Disney Plus mm. rolled out in Hong Kong this year. Mm. There are many shows on Disney, but my most favorite one is Loki. Mm. So the premise, of course, if you're an MCU fan, you know who Loki is, right? So after he stole the Tesseract during the events of Avengers Endgame, the movie, an alternate version of Loki is brought to the mysterious Time Variance Authority, a bureaucratic organization that exists outside of time and space and monitors the timeline. They give Loki a choice face being erased from existence due to being a time variant or help fix the timeline and stop a greater threat loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller traveling through time Uh, first of all variant that sounds like the (laughs) the covid variants anyway sorry so i really love this show because (laughs) it has mystery action romance bromance and comedy and, mm. you know, man, this really showcases what a great actor Tom Hiddleston is. And he has really great chemistry with both Owen Wilson and Sofio Martino. And mm. by the way, did you know that Loki was more popular than Thor when the Thor movie came out?
1: Oh, really? He
0: had more fans than Thor, yes. And he is, in <laughs> fact, the most popular villain in the MCU. And that is why... He You've noticed that they tried to kill him several times over the course of several movies, right? But they always brought him back to life because the fans just loved him so much. So, you know, him being giving his own show on TV makes sense. Something happens here that I think will, you know, change the course of even the movies. So I think if you're going to watch one series... You should probably consider watching this because I think this ties into future movies in MCU.
1: My show and your show is similar, right? Because Loki is the Prince of Mischief.
0: (laughs) That's true. Is he a gentleman? (laughs) Gentleman?
1: (laughs) Probably not. He's not a gentleman. Yeah, but
0: he's also a thief. He stole the Tesseract and I don't know, random other Mm. things. He's also a bad guy. He was even the big bad in the first Avengers movie, right? But still...
1: Mm, That's true.
0: He's so charming that people still like him regardless mm. and he's here with his own show and it worked
1: yeah it worked and in that series you can also see the other side of loki right he, he showed his romantic side as well that you you know you wouldn't have seen in the MCU films. Exactly.
0: So that was previously. good. That's why, for me, that was the first time that I saw why people like him, actually. I mean, I wasn't really a huge mm. fan of him before, but he showed his emotional range, um, acting range mm. in, in this show. Yeah.
1: Another show that I like on Disney Plus is still about Marvel. So b- before I talk about this show, w- when we subscribed to Disney Plus, we actually saw a lot of... We re-watched a lot of old shows, specifically Star Wars. <laughs> We watched all the six episodes. Oh, no, sorry, including the later Nine, then. trilogy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nine. Plus, there's more, right? There's Solo. Yeah, Han Solo. And there's also the f- yeah. um, Force One. Is there an Air No, it's not Air Force One. That sounds like a shoe. <laughs> what is the one about? <laughs> there's one, right? A prequel. Uh, what is it called?
1: I, I forgot the title. Rogue oh, One. God.
0: Damn it. I was thinking one. Rogue the One. Air yes. Force One. No. Okay, that's a different movie altogether. <laughs>
1: Rogue one, yeah. So re rewatch that. But one of the shows that I love was What If? So it's, it's a kind of reimagining of some of the MCU movies and asking ourselves what could be possible. Like, for example, in episode one, the title was, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? What if it wasn't Captain America? What if Agent Carter was the one who got injected with the serum that would make her, the, so it was really cool. I love it, and each of these episodes are really well thought of. Like, oh, yeah, what if that happened? What could be just the series of event, events that followed? So it's really cool. It's really interesting. Have you seen it?
0: Yeah, yeah, but I didn't actually manage to see all of the episodes. I think because mm-hmm. each episode is different, right? Or so I thought. I think in the end they all connect, but. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I skipped some of them. But then when I watched the last one, I am like, okay, I probably should have watched the rest because like I don't know <laughs> who these people are. I mean, they are the same people, but they're different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is Doctor Strange from another parallel universe or multiverse or something. Yeah. And speaking of parallel universe, I remember when we were flatmates before, we had the sign Cafe mm-hmm. in a parallel universe, On our wall. (laughs) Ah, yes. CPU. (laughs) The reason for that was um, I think it was Dread who randomly thought while we were having coffee one day that she said, Do you think in a parallel universe that, you know, we became friends that we're still having coffee? Or like, did we not meet Mm. and something like that? And for some reason, that kind of stuck in our head. And that is why that was our theme for our. Housewarming party. We pretended mm-hmm. to be a cafe, and that was the name of our cafe. And then we just never took the sign down because, whatever, <laughs> let's just give <keep> it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I really love the concept of parallel universes, though. That is why what mm. if is good, right? Because it also gets you thinking about yourself. Mm. If parallel universes are real, is there another version of me mm. somewhere who made a different choice? So, where is she Mm. now? Is she in Hong Mm. Kong? Or is she, like, in the Philippines? Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that gets you thinking. And that is why I understand why it's cool. Mm. My last one is created by Hulu. But since there's no Hulu Mm. in Asia, it is actually shown on Disney Plus as well. And I just very Mm. recently watched this, actually, thanks to our friend Red, who messaged me about it. She said when she saw it, it reminded her of you and me, and you will understand why when I explain the premise. Mm. So the show is called Only Murders in the Building. What? Yeah, it is an American mystery comedy that follows Three strangers who share an obsession with a true crime podcast.
1: <laughs> After
0: a suspicious death in their affluent Upper West Side apartment building called the Arconia, the three neighbors decide to start their own podcast covering their investigation of the death, which the police ruled as a suicide. So that's the reason why Dread mm. thought of us, because the main characters are podcasters like us. But of course, we don't have a true crime <laughs> podcast, so that's a bit different. But maybe if there had been a murder in our building before, you know, in the one where CPU was, mm. maybe we could have made the podcast, maybe call it Only Murders in the HDB. <laughs> maybe not. Are
1: you sure? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Like, if you go knocking on your neighbor's door asking for, <laughs> you know, very sensitive questions like, eh, where were you? 640 people? Eh? Eh? eh. <laughs> Why are you asking me? ah? Why? ah? (laughs) You, ah. I don't think that investigation will bear any fruit because I don't think any Mm. of our neighbors (laughs) would be compliant in in any of our questions or requests. That is true. That will be a very short podcast.
0: (laughs) Just one episode and 30 minutes. That's (laughs) just
1: How we got rejected.
0: Uh, One of our neighbors died in eighth floor and then... (laughs) And then mm. we tried to interview the neighbors and we got nothing. The end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listen to this neighbor and this is what he got to say. Huh? Noah, why? Uh? You, are uh?
0: Yeah, probably. You have a point. Why oh, like that? Yeah, huh? It's not going to work. But anyway, the reason why I binge watched this show in two nights is because I was laughing so much at how... They parodied the famous true crime podcast Serial, which I mentioned before was the first podcast I ever got hooked on. Like the music that they use, you know, that they're trying to copy Serial, you know, the the premise of it. And the way they recorded their podcast, though, is very different to how we do ours. Because it's more on the go. Because they're a murder podcast. They're trying to interview people around, that sort of thing. But then I got intrigued by... Their equipment. They had a mobile phone with a, you know, the furry windscreen thing. It's like a, it's like a feather Mm -hmm. duster, but not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: for outdoor recording. It kind of blocks strong winds. Yeah,
0: windscreen apparently is what it's called. So i got intrigued by that. But anyway, this show is rated 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus reads only murders in the building's silly approach to true crime obsessives is at once hilarious and insightful, thanks in large part to its extremely charming Central Trio. And by the oh, way, nice. Central Trio, right? Two of them are um, really old comedians. Uh, I don't know if you know them. It's Martin Short and Steve Martin. I don't know if you've seen the movie Father of the Bride.
1: I don't, I don't believe so. But Steve Martin, yeah, I, I know of Steve Martin. He has a lot of shows, yeah. Hey, how old is he now? I know he's...
0: <laughs> he, yeah. he must be very he, old he now, very right? He's very old, I think. Let's see. Why don't we Google how old he is?
1: He's in a lot of comedy shows that he used to, to watch six. when I was a kid, so... Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Very old. And Martin Short is 71. And then the other person in their trio is a very young person. It's actually Selena Gomez. Oh, Selena yes, Gomez. Yes, Selena okay. Gomez, who is a singer, right? So um, she's hmm. the third person in the trio. So it's like, uh, it's good because it shows the different dynamics.
1: Wait, hold on. Is that even allowed in real life? Like, you're not supposed to obstruct <laughs> active investigations of the police, right? If you're.
0: They're not know. abstracting because the police already closed the case. They said it was a suicide. Oh, they, okay, so gotcha. the police at the beginning said, "Oh, this is a very clear case of suicide," so they closed it. But then mm. they went through the per- the victim's trash and all that sort of thing. So they mm. actually okay, went and tried to investigate it themselves. And so that's what the story is about. I, I I don't think I've heard a podcast that actually did this. That you know they went and actually, you're right. Probably in real life, that's very. Weird, um, but I think what most true crime podcasts would do is they would take, like, in the case of serial, right? They took a case that actually was already solved and then they mm. re looked at the evidence and then they formed mm. their own conclusion. So that is why that's kind of what they did, right? But in the case of serial, it was a really old case, it happened in the 90s, I think, and then they just look at it mm. now, which is different. As you can, it's a fresh case, maybe that. That part yeah. could be misconstrued as like, um, you know, obstruction of justice or whatever it could be. Or mm. why are you going to people's garbage and stealing their <laughs> whatever, mm. right? So it, it's not, you're right, but this is a TV show. So I guess that's why they could get away with it. Yeah. But anyway, so what's mm. your last one?
1: My last show is a uh, animation I saw on Netflix. It's called uh, Arcane.
0: Oh, wh- what is it about?
1: So the background is because of the popularity of League of Legends. Do you know League of Legends?
0: Mm, it's a game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's an online game and they created a film out of that. It's supposed to be like a prologue or a prequel. Ah, prequel. prequel to, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, let me read the gist here. So it's amidst the escalating unrest between the advanced utopian city of Piltover and the squalid repressed undercity of Zaun, sisters V and Jinx find themselves on opposing sides over war over twisted ideologies and arcane technology. So it's... Sister fight. This reminds me of Mara Clara a little bit. Why? Because <laughs> there are two sisters, right? Uh-huh. So V was sent to Piltover, which is an advanced utopian society, whereas Jinx remained in the kind of squalid, repressed under city of Zaun. So one sister is there, one sister is here. I don't know. Okay. Mara Clara. But you don't have to know the game to appreciate the movie like for myself i don't really play league of legends but we love the show It's something really interesting and the animation is really good it's made by really good animators yeah
0: cool yeah maybe i will check it out so i guess the theme of that would you say it's similar to like squid game or that other movie the movie that you loved last year what was it um parasite like it's about poverty versus elite
1: yeah I would say, but it's very light. Uh, it's not as heavy as as serious as those shows, and it's interesting. animation is nice, you know, it's something that you can just watch and not stress about the details.
0: okay, good, good to know because I like light shows, mm. although squid game i mm. yeah, that normally wouldn't be the thing I love to watch, but then because everyone was posting memes and whatnot, so I got fomo and decided to watch it. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, um yeah, so good to know that it's light. Because that's my cup of tea. Mm. So like last year, we will also talk about what's our most favorite movie. Just one, right? So this year, weirdly, we have the same one. And it's...
1: Free Guy! (laughs) Yeah. Starring Deadpool himself. (laughs) Who's the name?
0: Ryan Reynolds.
1: Ryan Reynolds? Yes, Yes, Ryan Reynolds. So the premise of the story is... When a backteller teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open-world video game, he decides to become the hero of his own story, one that he can rewrite himself. In a world where there's no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before it's too late and maybe find a little romance with the coder who conceived him. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: that was a cool premise. So maybe our listeners, you're wondering, why in a year where the cinema got revived and we had movies with A-listers such as June... Mm Shang-Chi, Eternals, we chose this video game-inspired movie as our favorite, right? uh, It's because we like light comedy action romantic movies over those that are overly Mm -hmm. complicated. Like Tenet, for example, which we watched last year and it gave us a headache, right? Like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, half of the time, more than half of the time, I was, like, not understanding what the heck was going on.
1: And there was something wrong with the audio as well. So it's a combination of both. That's true, like, yeah. The, very hard to decipher. and then Yeah, and there were no the subtitles, right? Heavy. Because you
0: were watching it in the cinema yeah. and it was just really hard. Like a lot of people were commenting and that even though one of their friends went to go to the toilet and came back and, what did I miss? And it's like, you had no idea what to say. <laughs> he really did not know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, Why don't you explain what you liked about Free Guy?
1: I enjoyed Free Guy because it reminds me of a game that I used to play, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Are you familiar with this?
0: Ah, uh, I've heard about it. GTA, yes. Yeah.
1: So it's a, the, the gameplay, it focuses on open world, you know, where players can complete missions and progress in the overall story. So you can engage in different activities. And one of the activities that you can do is you can, you know, talk to... NPCs or non-playable characters. You can go to the bank you can rob the bank similar to what we've seen in Free Guy and, and that's something that I can really relate to so yeah, I really enjoy the film reminds me of my GTA 5 days.
0: So is it really very similar to GTA Then the way they have to complete something to get money?
1: Yeah, some of them, yes Like, if you rob a bank and you successfully completed the mission, then the money would be on your vote. So you become a richer guy.
0: I see. So I think they got that Mm. premise from GTA, I would think. I mean, I don't play video games, so I didn't know about that part. But despite that, I still like the movie because similar to what I mentioned earlier, there's action, romance, Mm. bromance. And, you know, comedy. And it also had a really kick-ass soundtrack, right? They like, definitely kept singing, Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. <laughs> 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 Even after the
1: Mariah, movie, right? yes, Mariah.
0: exactly, and I think Mariah Carey tweeted about that movie as well. Like Brian Reynolds, by the way, is a really good marketing guy. I think he has his own marketing company, mm-hmm. and he consistently knocks his marketing out of the park. Right, his ads are very funny, and people always mm-hmm. comment that this is the only ad that I will voluntarily watch from start to finish. <laughs> Even though I know it's an ad. He has a really good sense of humor or he has really good comedic timing, right? That's why Mm -hmm. yeah, it really made this film, right? So this movie is rated 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And the critics' Mm -hmm. consensus reads, Combining a clever concept, sweet, self-aware humor, and a charming cast... Free Guy is frivolous fun. Nice. So we highly recommend you watch it. In fact, I rewatched it because it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> 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 and it, it, it was still good, even though I already knew what was happening and all that. So yeah, that's how fun it is.
1: And that's it. Let us know what were your most memorable moments in 22121. 1. What movies did you watch and what... Netflix series or Disney Plus series did you enjoy the most? Let us know.
0: Yeah. And speaking of favorite, if Banana Q Podcast is one of your favorites, can you please give us a five-star rating on (laughs) Spotify? (laughs) Because like I think just in December, they rolled out a function for you to be able to rate. Like Previously, it was just Apple that you can do that. Mm. But most of our listeners are on Spotify, right? So it would really help us if you rate us on spotify so that you know i think that helps with the algorithm and stuff then you know maybe we would be recommended to other people
1: mm. and shout out to cutie erogia for notifying us of this latest development yeah spotify. exactly
0: she rated us and then she posted about it on instagram and tagged us and that was why i knew oh okay so this thing exists now <laughs> so thank you erogia our ultimate cutie for doing that <coughs> Cutie Minute A Time minute.
1: for our followers
0: Cutie Minute Your
1: minute. thoughts in our voice
0: Cutie Minute
1: Not really one minute, but we're calling it
0: Cutie Minute
1: Our first cutie is Paul Rose 5134 And he says, really enjoy the podcast guys You may not, as you say, be scientific experts But your chats through the subject were funny, full of common sense And lessons shared and learned as an HR director, I do agree that the employee assistance programs are a great place to go. Keep up the great work, Paul. Oh, so this must be in the episode where we discussed uh, advice, career advice for Gen Z?
0: No, this is about the episode on midlife crisis.
1: Oh, midlife crisis. Okay, gotcha. Ah, yeah. It was a topic there as well. Thank you, Paul Rose.
0: And our second QT is Rain Reyes. She said, Hi, Ray and D, but mostly D, since I know you're handling your social media accounts. I love your podcast. I started listening the other night and I've been binge listening to it na hanggang kagabi. Anyway, I love episodes 4, 5, 6, 8, 42, and 56 so far. Wow. <laughs> Pakinggan ko pa the rest. Grabe yung 56, I learned a lot and I think you're very mabait to be opening your process and workflows sa public. All your episodes na ko so far, very informative, fun, and entertaining. Keep up the good work, more power, and please, don't pod fade. <laughs> so, ep- episode 56 was the one about um how to make a podcast. That's what she means. Like, we really actually... Broke maybe down Of the process By the way After this Rain is actually A social media Manager And she mm-hmm. said As her gift to us Because she loves Our podcast Is she gave us A media kit She created A media kit for us What is that? It's a template That we could use For posting
1: Ah The marketing Templates
0: And then she also did a Instagram audit You know She looked through Our Instagram And said How we could improve What should we do Like tips like what should be put on our profile so that we're easily searchable and stuff like that. So yeah, that was really sweet of Rain, right? To give us this yeah. gift. Thank, thank you so you, Rain. much, Rain. And I hope you'll continue listening to us. Alright, and thank you very much, everyone. Happy New Year again and I hope you will still continue to listen to Banana Q podcast throughout 2022.
1: Yeah, Bye.